Hello, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Frontiers of Space Medicine. Your host is Dr. Misa. Just as a brief introduction, I am a medical doctor licensed in both the US and Japan. My specialty is internal medicine, particularly geriatrics and palliative care. In this podcast, I'll be introducing you to some of the research findings in the field of space medicine. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out via a survey listed in the description section of the podcast or tweet with the hashtag FrontSpaceMed, F-R-O-N-T-S-P-A-C-E-M-E-D. In today's episode, we will discuss about medications. I will go over a review article published in February 2022 in the British Journal of Pharmacology by Della Russo and co-authors titled Physiological Adaptations Affecting Drug Pharmacokinetics in Space. What do we really know? A critical review of the literature. I fortunately have been involved in a project for making a medical guideline for future space travelers. And one of the biggest challenges when thinking about sending people to space is how we do not know enough about using medications in space. When you swallow a pill or inject a medication, how is it absorbed into our bodies? And how is it eliminated from our body? How effective or ineffective are the medications that we use to control or treat medical conditions? How medication acts within our body is something called pharmacokinetics, and this is exactly the topic of this research article. So, what is pharmacokinetics? Basically, Pharmacokinetics is a study of how our body absorbs, distributes, metabolizes, and excretes drugs. Just to quickly go over the types of the medications, medications really can come in all different types and forms. Most commonly, we know that medications come in oral tablets or capsules, intravenous injections, intramuscular injections, topical ointments or creams, and patches and inhalers. You might also be familiar with buccal medications where you would put the medication between your gum and cheek, sublingual medications where you would put the medication under your tongue, intranasal pumps, and eye drops are also medications. Just as a background, currently medications are used in space flights with the expectation that they work pretty much the same as safely and as efficaciously as they work on the ground. Actually, we know that astronauts use more medications while they are in space due to drastic environmental changes causing things like space motion sickness, requiring anti-nausea medications, difficulty sleeping, requiring sleep medications, skin rashes and allergies requiring antihistamines, for example. One study showed that the average of 20 to 28 medications were used by astronauts during one flight week. That's a lot of um, medications, especially for supposedly super healthy astronauts. So let's quickly go over the physiological changes that occur in humans when we are in space. We know that microgravity causes fluid shifts, muscle and bone loss, immune system changes, and changes in gastrointestinal tract. Additionally, environmental changes including isolation and confinement in small place, 
reduced sanitation, exposure to space radiation, mild yet chronic hypoxia are all contributing factors for changes in our body and the pharmacokinetics. For example, we know that GI system is much slower in space, leading to delayed gastric emptying. When things are in stomach for a longer time, this means they are exposed to acidic environment, which could result in medications not working as quickly or effectively. Even if we were to skip stomach and just use injections, in addition to it being rather painful and invasive, drug metabolism itself is most likely altered in space. This is due to a group of enzymes called cytochrome P450. Cytochrome P450 is a group of enzymes made in liver that is responsible for drug metabolism. So far, rat and mice studies have shown that some of these enzymes have much lower activity when in space. Next, we'll talk about why it has been so difficult to study about pharmacokinetics in space. In space, first of all, there's a only very limited number of people who have, have been available to go, and it is not easy to frequently draw blood to test to see the drug levels. So a lot of pharmacokinetics researches have been done with saliva, which is not as reliable as blood samples. These results have shown a significant variability in pharmacokinetics, both from person to person, but also within the same person, depending on the flight dates. So the thought would be to simulate what it's like in space here on Earth. A lot of previous studies used bed rest models to simulate what happens in microgravity. Recently, head down tilt bed rest model where you know patients would lie in bed with the head tilted down a little bit uh, and this model has been considered to has been considered to mimic microgravity not too badly also studies from the 1960s and 1970s and 80s mainly used parabolic flights where there is a reduced gravity for about 20 to 25 seconds to test medications. But as you can imagine, both bed rest models and parabolic flights are very different from being in microgravity for a prolonged time. One bottom line result from the studies of astronauts in space so far is that generally, drugs most likely have delayed onset of, of action, lack or reduction of effects and need for repeated dosing to achieve adequate effects. One future direction that could exponentially advance investigation of pharmacokinetics would be development of wearable biosensors or implantable devices that would allow continuous monitoring. This would not only be beneficial for adjusting drugs for spaceflight, but also for everybody here on Earth as well. When prescribing medications, I am often surprised to see how a certain medication may work like magic for some patients, while the same medication does not do anything for other patients. Everybody has different sets of enzymes that metabolize medications, and I think we should have more individually tailored and personalized medication prescribing and adjustment system in the future.
also, I have a feeling that probably in 10 to 20 years from now, we will have a section in books and websites for looking up medications and its dosages that would say space flight. Currently, when doctors or pharmacists look up medication dosages and frequencies, we look to see if it needs to be adjusted depending on the age, weight, kidney function, or liver function. Probably, under that section will be a new section for how to adjust medications during a spaceflight. To summarize, we discussed about how our body changes during spaceflight and how that affects pharmacokinetics. Studies indicate that drugs most likely work slower and are less effective when we are in space. However, more evaluation and investigations are needed as we prepare for more people to go to deeper space for a prolonged time. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you for listening and see you next time.